No statements made during the Growing Your Wealth radio show shall constitute tax, legal, or accounting advice. You should consult your own legal or tax professional on your individual information. Brian Evans of Madrona Financial Services is licensed to offer investment advisory services through Madrona Financial Services, LLC, an SEC-registered investment advisor. Insurance products are offered through Madrona Insurance Services, LLC, a licensed insurance agency and an affiliate of Madrona Financial Services. Past performance is not a guarantee of future results. Investors cannot invest directly into indexes. No investment strategy, including asset allocation or diversification, guarantees a profit or guarantees the avoidance of loss. Financial planning is an important tool that does not guarantee specific outcomes. When it comes to investing, retirement, and legacy planning, the decisions you make today can greatly impact the quality of life for both you and your loved ones tomorrow. What you need is straight, unbiased information on the most important issues you'll face when planning for your financial future. Good news. You found the Growing Your Wealth radio show with Brian Evans. Brian is the founder of Madrona Financial Services, and with his background as a CPA, he brings a unique perspective to the investment and financial planning world. He follows the philosophy rooted in his tax experience of, it's not what you make, but what you keep. And this focus on tax-smart investment strategies is all part of the fully integrated planning strategy known as the Madrona Bundle of Services. You'll hear Brian's thoughts on everything impacting your portfolio, from income to taxes, and from growth opportunities to long-term security. This is your source of comprehensive financial information. You'll soon understand why they call it the Madrona Difference. So get ready for an hour full of the most comprehensive financial information on the radio. And welcome to Growing Your Wealth with Brian Evans. Thank you so much and welcome to Growing Your Wealth, the radio show that gives you the straight talk and honest answers about how to invest better, live better, retire better, and give better. Thank you so much for joining us today. We have some valuable information for you during the coming hour that could change your financial life for the better. My name is Jeff Shade, and as always, I'm just here to ask the questions, but the words of wisdom and solid advice come from the expert Brian Evans, CEO of Madrona Financial Services and Bauer Evans CPAs. How you doing today, Brian? Doing great. Thanks, Jeff. Glad to hear it as always. I know our listeners are doing well. At least I hope our listeners are doing well today, too. Glad to be with you on the radio and glad to be here talking to our listeners once again. Well, Brian, things are beginning to change a little bit out there. A lot of people have begun to get those COVID shots, and I see every day that more people are getting them, and the COVID vaccine is becoming more and more available. Have you gotten yours? Anybody in your family gotten yours yet? I do have some people have been able to get them. Um, I don't qualify, so I have to wait. <laughs> I'll be one of the last ones. Um, kind of missed everything. Uh, yeah. The, and even if I was close, I probably wouldn't because I think there's people that, that need it more than me. I'm kind of holed yeah. up in my home office here and not really getting out much. So uh, I guess I'm okay. And But yeah, I, hopefully we'll, we'll be getting more and more of those rolled out. Yeah, my wife has gotten hers because she's in a vulnerable position. Actually, she just got her second one. And she said, you know, there were a lot of people they're getting their shots. And I know it's difficult to find an appointment in order to get a COVID shot. So that means uh, to me that people are really wanting this because they're really anxious. I think people are really pent up now and ready to get back to their uh, normal life. And because of this, I want to call this the COVID effect to a certain extent. It has been a year since the low point because of COVID-19. What has this done in this last year to the economy, to the individual and to the market in general? Yeah, it, it has been obviously just one of the craziest year, probably the most crazy year of our life, hopefully, as far as the combination of all those those questions you just asked. I mean, the economy, as we've talked on the show, the, the market and the economy are not the same thing. And it depends on what part of the economy you're you're 
part of. So certain parts of the economy thrived during COVID. Certain parts did not, and certain were unaffected. For the most part, I, I either hear, gosh, I've never been busier, or yeah, I lost my job. Yeah. <laughs> it's one or the other. And so, you know, it's been tough for people. The markets, you know, I always define markets differently. There, There's all different kinds of markets out there. But generally, if we're talking the S&P 500, obviously it had a huge drop. And then it had a huge recovery. And certain sectors did a lot better than others. But even the ones that didn't do so well early on, small caps, mid caps, maybe even energy, they've come growing back too. So in the end, uh, what's interesting about all of this is the buy and hold people, if you just could wait this out, you're fine, which historically has always been. We're going to talk about that on the show today. We're going to talk about the year by year drawdowns, how, how much someone could expect to, I'll put, you know, I got my parentheses around my head here. You can't see it on the radio. Of it, <laughs> how much someone could lose. But if you stuck it out, what is the, the end result of that? So we're going to talk about that on the show today. So let's talk about history a little bit. Back uh, 2000 through 2009, there was about, I think, three and a half trillion dollars uh, that went into stimulus money. The most recent round was 1.9 trillion. I think we're spending more in stimulus this time than we did last time. How quickly did the market bounce back from 2000 through nine versus what it's doing today? Yeah, that decade was odd, too. You had the dot-com boom and bust. You had 9-11, a recession. You had the banks almost fail. So you had a huge drop, big recovery, another huge drop, another big recovery back to par. They call it the lost decade. So if you invested in the stock market beginning of 2000, pulled it out at the end of 2009, you didn't make any money. And you had a couple heart attacks along the way, or at least tremors, because, you know, at different points, you were down 50% or close to 50% twice on the way there just to get back to even. So that was a very tough decade. So the stimulus there, uh, some people claim we didn't have enough, and, and that may be the case, but it was tough, I know, to, to even fathom bailing banks out in 2008. I remember I, I was at a talk once, and George Bush was the speaker, and he said, people were on, you know, I was in a no-win. I either don't bail them out and, and my uh, most trusted advisor, which was Mnuchin at the time, I believe, and he said, he told me if I didn't bail out the banks, uh, we were going to go into a full-on depression. And if I did bail them out, everybody's going to say, you're just here to help out big business. Why are you helping the banks? They got us here in the first place. So I was in a no-win. He says, I decided to bail them out. And I don't know if it caused us not to go into a depression or not, but I know one thing. We didn't go into a depression. I was like, well, that's a pretty good point there. So that was a very interesting uh, talk that I got to listen to there. Well, Brian, you know, when I go out and about there and I see these restaurants, I mean, sometimes on the weekends there are waits that are an hour, an hour and a half to get into some places, even though they are at 25% capacity. You know, sometimes even retail stores, the parking lots seem to be a lot fuller than they used to be. That indicates to me that people are ready to get out and get back to making this economy work. I mean, it's only been a year since COVID-19. Do you think that that bull run we had for 10 years or so is just sort of a stop in the road and that we're going to climb back on that train and just, you know, keep on rolling down the track? I really do. And I agree with you. One of the things, when we all get our vaccines, good luck getting a plane ticket or a 
or reservation at a hotel or the, your favorite restaurant. Everybody's so pent up that they're going to be wanting to do that. It's going to be hard to hire tradespeople for your house because everybody's trying to fix up their house. They're realizing the value. I think there's been a real paradigm shift with a lot of people shift on that because I what I'm seeing is we really took for granted as a whole, many of us took for granted family, our house, our recreational activities, our ability to travel, to go out. It was just kind of, well, yeah, I might take a trip. I don't know. I've been there before. Now it's like, oh, I'm going to make the most of every trip. I'm going to make the most of, if I get a reservation and sit in a restaurant, I'm thrilled. If I spend time at home, I'm thrilled. I'm going to make the most of my house. I'm going to make the most of of everything. I think there's been a a real shift where, you know, I I wonder if this happened post-World War II and, and other times in history where you just sit back and go, wow, I have a lot to be grateful for, and I'm going to really spend some time making every day count because a lot of stuff got taken away that it was taken for granted. And now that I can have some of it back, I'm really not going to take it for granted this time around. Yeah, that's a good point, Brian. When you look back at World War II, I mean, we weren't alive to really know about that. But I mean, people were pent up during the war years, rationing and all that. But once the war was over with, we had one of the greatest booms in the economic history of this country. Do you see that the economy not only rebounding to where it was, but surpassing where it was before COVID-19? I do. And it's funny you mentioned that, uh, go back to World War One, and not only did you have a world war, you had a, the pandemic. And so then you had the roaring 20s. Now we had a, an issue with stock markets and, and banking and so forth and put throw it, threw us into depression. They fixed that, hopefully, with the laws they passed in 33 and 34. But yeah, we, we saw a boom time after that, uh, the roaring 20s and uh, entrepreneurship really take off and everything. So we saw that in the 50s with World War II. So I almost anticipate another bounce back. And now that we have technology, technological advancements and and global economies and everything else, I really do think that we're going to have an accelerated recovery beyond what we would have been anyway, even given the, the setback of COVID. So Brian, for those people who have what we call dry powder, they've sort of, you know, moved things into cash. They're sitting on the sidelines with some cash to spend. Is this maybe an opportunity now to take a look at some things because it seems like December or so this year, we might be back into the game stronger and better than ever. Yeah, I think, you know, we're going to talk about that topic today, too, about what it takes to earn cash flow and how that's been affected by the low interest rates relative to historical times. And it's been dramatic change there. So we're going to talk about that on the show today. Yeah, I I think it's obviously you can't time markets, but we know that markets go up over time. And whether it's market, real estate, uh, investing in yourself, investing, you know, paying down debt, whatever, there are alternatives to, you know, there's so much money doing nothing right now. There is a lot, we'll call it dry powder. It could be beyond cash, money markets and CDs. It could be government bond portfolio that's paying, you know, one to one plus percent. That to me is kind of dry powder. It's not really doing much for you right now. So uh, yeah, there's a lot of money out there looking for a home. And we're going to talk about that today. Brian, one thing we're always concerned with is inflation. And I was reading an article last night which talked about inflation. 
What does this reopening of the economy mean insofar as the possibility of inflation creeping up? Yeah, I mean, there is some possibility of some inflation coming back here just because there's been so much money pumped into the economy and people are going to start spending more. So the ability to raise prices will be there and that could have some effect. I don't think it's going to be long term. I think interest rates are going to stay low because the supply of money greatly exceeds the demand for it, especially given the prosperity of the last 10 years globally. That's why a lot of international bonds are still trading. Their 10-year bonds are still trading in the negative categories. France, Germany, different countries, you you actually pay them to hold your money for 10 years. So uh, there's still a lot of supply relative to demand for money. But in the short term, yeah, with all this money being pumped into the economy, you might see a little bit of inflation here and there. So inflation is something that we always are concerned with. But in this situation, it is not something to be overly concerned with. Of course, back in the 70s, we had tremendous inflation. We have enjoyed, though, Brian, in recent history, relatively low inflation, haven't we? Oh, yeah. And uh, interest rates are you know, all-time low. And the ability for, for people to refinance their debt, restructure it, has, has created such a, an increase in cash flow for so many households and businesses and, and investors. And a lot of opportunity there. Now, on the flip side of that, which we, again, will be talking about, I keep teasing the show here. <laughs> the flip side of that is the investors do not receive as high a rate of return. There's been a whole shift. And, you know, it used to be, I'd tell somebody, you can get 6% on that. And they say, 6%? I don't want that. That's ridiculously low. And now they do a backflip to get 6%. I mean, people get excited about 2% these days. And, and uh, you know, that could, was never the case historically during my lifetime. And I had a savings account at the bank with my berry picking money once. I was getting a 12.5% interest. I mean, <laughs> it's, it's you know, the Crazy. world is changing. Yeah. yeah, rates are so low. And that's, that's affected a lot of households positively and a lot of retirees negatively. You're listening to Growing Your Wealth with Brian Evans of Madrona Financial Services and Bauer Evans CPAs. Thank you so much for making us part of your day today. If you're considering hiring a new financial advisor, you've got at least $500,000 to invest. We have a plan for you. No cost, no obligation for that plan. To get yours, call 844-MADRONA, 844-M-A-D-R-O-N-A. Never a better time than right now to get a plan because it looks like the economy is going to bounce back in a very big way. Once again, it's 844-MADRONA. And as always, you can go to the website, find out more about the firm at madronafinancial.com and request your plan there. Brian, time for a break. We'll be right back with more of Growing Your Wealth right after this. Growing Your Wealth with Brian Evans will be right back with even more ways to help you stay focused on your retirement goals. When you need something important done around the house, you call a professional. Why is it when it comes to retirement investments, most people don't know what theirs is built on or even if it's right for them? Madrona Financial Services is made of a team of professionals that will create a retirement plan as individual as you are and make sure your financial foundation is clear to you every step of the way. Call them today at 844-MADRONA for a no-obligation retirement readiness review. They'll learn about what you want most out of retirement, plus you'll get an investment and retirement analysis and a tax analysis. You've worked hard to earn it and save it. Take the time to have the right professionals help you keep it and grow it. Find a better way at Madrona Financial Services and bring everything together. Call Madrona Financial Services today for your free retirement readiness review at 844-MADRONA. That's 844-MADRONA or visit them online at madronafinancial.com. 
That's madronafinancial.com. The word volatile is rarely used when describing something desirable. It's usually not associated with pleasant outcomes and doesn't sound very appealing unless you're describing a roller coaster or some other thrill ride. And when it comes to your retirement plan, volatile is the last word you want to hear when talking about your nest egg. At Madrona Financial Services, we like to focus on other words when it comes to retirement planning. Words like predictability, opportunity, and security. And while we may live in volatile times, there are strategies that you could be using right now to lessen or even possibly eliminate its impact on your portfolio. If you're concerned about your exposure to market volatility, call Madrona Financial Services today at 844-MADRONA to schedule your complimentary review. We'll perform a risk analysis of your current portfolio and then discuss the ways we can help you achieve your retirement goals without taking unnecessary chances with your nest egg. Take back control of your retirement. Call Madrona Financial Services today at 844-MADRONA or visit us at madronafinancial.com. Tired of getting only half the story? We've got you covered with the most comprehensive financial information on the radio. You're listening to Growing Your Wealth with your host, Brian Evans. Now, here's Brian. Welcome back to the show. I'm Brian Evans, CEO of Madrona Financial Services and Bauer Evans CPAs. And in this segment, we're going to be talking about the high cost of investment income in retirement. And Brian, I was reading this thing in advisor perspectives. Boy, I tell you what, you have upped my reading game completely. (laughs) Used to be Reader's (laughs) Digest. Now I'm looking at things like advisor perspectives. And according to this article, it says it has never been more expensive to buy income from a portfolio due to historically low interest rates. So expand on that little bit. I read it, but I didn't quite comprehend everything. Yeah, in their study, they went back uh, over 100 years and, and they said, okay, over that time period, what amount of money would you have to invest in the stock and bond markets where your interest that you're receiving and your dividend yield on a 50-50 balanced portfolio, so half in the market, half in bonds, how much would you have to invest historically to earn for every $1,000 of income per year? And historically, that amount is $25,000. $25,000 gets you 1000 bucks. So if you want $10,000 a year, $250,000 invested. If you want $100,000 a year, $2.5 million. Okay, that's a good number. And so people are saying, well, I, I have, you know, 2.5 million uh, in my 401k plans and so forth. And, and I should be able to get 100,000 a year, right? Oh, not so much anymore. So what's happened is over the years, dividend yields have fallen, interest rates are at all time low. And now instead of $25,000 in a balanced portfolio, if you're just going to take the interest and dividends out, which a lot of people do, a lot of people get to retirement and they go, look, I don't want to touch the principal. I want to live off the interest and dividends. Great. And they say, I, I hear to get $100,000. I need to have two and a half million. I have that. And I'm like, well, that was historically. Now, the 50 50 split on that, instead of $2.5 million, you need $8 million. So instead of 25000 per thousand, you need 80000 per thousand if you're going to live off the interest and dividends only on a 50 50 stock bond portfolio. So with the increasing cost of buying income like that, I mean, you know, there are a lot of people who may not have that particular amount of money. So is there an alternative? Is there any cheaper way to generate income than what you just talked about? Yeah. And so I'm going to take this step forward. You know, somebody might say, I don't want to take any risk in retirement, but I want $100,000 a year. I'm going to buy U.S. Treasury bonds. 
And at the end of 2020, it would take to generate the, the 100,000 a year, you would have had to have 15 million yeah, right. <laughs> treasury bonds just to get there because <laughs> wow. the rates were so low. And the reason I say that is because historically, the long, long, long-term bond yield over the 100 plus years has been 4.5%. And the average dividend yield was about 4.1%. So uh, if you take uh, $1,000 divided, you know, if that's what you need, you know, for every thousand of income divided by 0.04, that's 25,000. And so that's that's how we get there. So, but now the yields again are so low. Uh, we saw the government bond yields drop to a low of 0.66 on the 10 year. They're higher now, but still, I mean, it's just with the rates so low, both dividend, you know, a lot of stocks out there don't pay much of a dividend at all. Even if they're making a lot of profit, they might be doing share buybacks, which adds the value of your, your stock, but potentially, but it doesn't produce cash flow in your pocket. So it's, you know, it's really gone away from the old days when most big companies paid really nice dividends. And again, the bonds were, were paying out. So now we have to look at alternatives. One of the alternatives is a paradigm shift you're gonna to have to have. There's a couple paradigm shifts. The first paradigm shift is in the past, people would say, well, I'm gonna pull 6% a year out of my portfolio and I'll be fine, right? You know, well, maybe not. Uh, maybe the projected earnings aren't gonna be as high as they used to be in the old days. Certainly the cash flow won't be. So for a lot of my clients that came to me and said, I don't wanna to touch principal, I just want interest in dividends. Uh, we might have to rethink this because Again, I mentioned a lot of the big companies, instead of paying dividends out, they're just buying their own shares back. So you're not going to get any dividends, but you might be noticing your stock value going up. That really is your dividend. It's switched from a check to you that's called dividend on a Form 1099 to an increase in the underlying value of your holdings, which is not shown as a dividend, but it is, in a sense, a return to you, but it's done in the form of principal. So you're going to have to maybe adjust your thinking if you want to have a nice life and have some cash flow to spend to where you actually will sell some of the principal, take that out of your accounts and, and call that your income. So Brian, since it is so expensive to buy income these days, as we've said with a traditional you know, stock bond market, might a modern annuity be a cost-effective alternative to generating retirement income? Absolutely. I mean, that's a, you know, guaranteed cash flow for life, second to die. Sounds like a really good opportunity for someone to say, well, I'll let the insurance company take the risks there. Uh, they're going to promise me a certain return. But, you know, we have to have, like I say, a paradigm shift. You're not going to make 8% a year off annuities, although some people advertise that you are. That's a lie, by the way. I see the ads, these ads all the time. Guaranteed 7% per year. No, they're just saying every year you age that you don't take 12 12 checks will give you 7% more on the back end. You had to give up 12 checks to get it. So that doesn't sound like a return. That sounds like a trade. So they're just talking about trade, but calling it a return. So they're, they're being uh, not truthful in those ads. But, you know, if you can lock in cash flow for life, that is a way that we can generate a cash flow that exceeds the yields that are present. Understand, though, an annuity is a self-depreciating asset. So the underlying value will be dropping over time. But you're going to secure cash flow, which a lot of people need. Obviously, everybody needs that in retirement to some degree. And so by taking a portion of your portfolio and securing that cash flow, then you can take the rest of your portfolio and invest in other types of investments. Now, Brian, you're not saying necessarily that you want to shift all your money over into an annuity to get that cash flow, are you? That's right. 
And that's why uh, we would use it in a, in a financial plan. I would love to see, you know, the perfect, if a client comes to me and, and we do some good planning, I would love to see at the end, they've got a lifetime cash flow. Maybe they have a pension. We've analyzed when to start taking social security. They have some real estate, whether active or passive, DSTs, Delaware Statutory Trust, or private non-traded real estate investment trust generating cash flow. They've got, you know, like I said, the fixed index annuities. They've got fixed index universal life potentially that's paying them tax-free cash flow in retirement. I would love to see all these different things triggered uh, when they're 70 years old and they're looking at the plan going, well, wait a second, according to this, if we do these shifts and I still have a majority of my money in the stock market, I'm going to have be making more money than I made working. <laughs> I'm like, yeah, that's right. That's the plan. And you're like, wow, I never saw this coming. And I don't even probably have to touch my stock market, do I? No, because you generate, you're generating enough cash flow projected in retirement where you can or you can elect not to take money out of the stock market. So now you don't have to rely on dividend and, and bond yields to provide for your retirement because they may not. You do it with a combination of many different investment options. So when you're creating income, Brian, I would imagine that a diversified and balanced portfolio that would be the key in providing this income. I mean, it's not all eggs in one basket because, you know, there can be a hole in each of these baskets. That's right. Because, you know, with a lot of people, they, well, I do have a diversified portfolio. I'm diversified bonds and I have a lot of stocks. And that's not really what we're talking about here. Because if you go to um, anybody that maybe hasn't listened to the show, you may not have heard about, you know, if you own real estate, you may not have heard about Delaware Statutory Trust any other place but this show that can create cash flow for retirement, tax deferred or tax free someday with step up and basis. You may not have heard of fixed index universal life or premium finance, FIULs, or, you know, where, where you can leverage your life insurance and borrow against your own future death proceeds tax free. You you may not have heard about the combination of private REITs and all the other things we talk about here. So you probably haven't been exposed to all the, when I talk diversification, I'm talking about diversification of product type, not just I own a lot of bonds and I own a lot of stocks. Brian, you just rattle off there a list of things that was really quite amazing. I don't think I've ever heard a financial advisor talk about real estate and talk about all the different products that you have to offer. Is that uncommon with Madrona Financial that you have so many different tools in the toolbox? Is that one of the things that sort of makes your firm unique or different from other people out there? Well, yeah, I mean, I'm a national coach to other advisors, and I've never seen a, a firm that offers what we have. And then throw in a CPA firm that does estate planning, and, <laughs> and I'm a shareholder in a trust company. We can be a trust liaison, uh, et cetera. And so, yeah, we're, we're it as far as I've ever seen that that's talks about those things that I mentioned earlier at the highest level. I mean, we've done over $100 million of just Delaware statutory trust. I don't know any other fiduciary advisors uh, in the country that do that at all. Uh, I am a resource to others that want to do the one-offs for their clients. And so we have a, an advisory program that we help other advisors do them because they, they're like, I don't know anything about real estate. And so, yeah, no, we are very unique in, in all those ways. And then throw on top of that this our sister company, Bauer Evans CPAs with uh, 20 plus folks there. Uh, yeah, we've got the whole, the whole uh, toolbox. Boy, it almost seems like an unfair advantage that you have, Brian. It's sort of like... <laughs> oh, it is. <laughs> yeah, it, it is definitely an unfair advantage. I mean, it is a juggernaut. Know, I, 
Yeah, I, I hope so. That's that. That was the intent of putting this all together. There was a lot of work to get here. I mean, I'm sure. you know, not, not a lot of people, you know, as I mentioned on the show before, spent their summer vacations on the beach yeah. reading the master tax guide year after year, but I did. Yeah. And so it's been a lot of work and I had to crawl out of my shell of uh, being shy in front of the public. Yeah. And now I'm, you know, a national speaker and live TV and radio show for seven plus years. And yeah. so, yeah, I had, to, I had to put in the work, but now I'm here and now we can offer all this to our uh, clients. Well, you've sacrificed your personal life so all the rest of us could benefit. You know, it's getting to be baseball season again, <laughs> my favorite sport. And, you know, there used to be the Yankees who were the unstoppable juggernauts. Uh, today, it seems to be the Dodgers. So Madrona Financial and Bauer Evans CPAs together, as you said. And as I said, actually, it is somewhat of an unfair advantage, it seems like. If you would like the uh, tools that Madrona Financial Services has in their toolbox to be utilized for your purposes, if you'd like to grow your wealth, of course, that's the name of our show. If you're considering hiring a new financial advisor, you've got at least $500,000 to invest and you want that juggernaut on your side. Once again, no cost or no obligation for that financial plan if you've got $500,000 or more to invest. Once again, call this number 844-MADRONA, 844-M-A-D-R-O-N-A. Highly encourage you to check out the website too. It is madronafinancial.com, madronafinancial.com. If you're interested in real estate, if you've got a highly appreciated uh, real estate, investment real estate, you want to find out how you can convert that into a vehicle that will pay you money and you don't have to have to actively manage that real estate. Another website to take a look at is madrona1031.com, madrona1031.com. You're listening to Growing Your Wealth. Brian, we'll take a quick break. Be right back with more of our show after this. Stay tuned for more Growing Your Wealth with Brian Evans, the show you can't afford to miss. 2020 has come to an end, and the passing of another year means we get to start fresh and reevaluate our goals. As we enter into 2021, take a moment to reflect back on what mattered most in the past year. It could have been your health, your friends, and most likely, your family. Let the start to 2021 be a call to action to ensure that you have a solid estate and legacy plan in place for your family. Call 844-MADRONA to get more information on creating a plan to fit your loved one's needs. At Madrona Financial Services, they believe in creating comprehensive written plans designed to help ensure you never outlive your money and that your plan also reflects the wishes you have for your family. And to make it easy, Madrona Financial Services offers complimentary virtual no-obligation meetings where they'll take the time to discuss your unique goals and financial situation. Leave this past year behind and enter a new one with the confidence that your loved one's future is secure. Call Madrona Financial Services today at 844-MADRONA or visit them online at madronafinancial.com. That's madronafinancial.com. If you have an annuity or are thinking about getting an annuity, do not buy one until you talk to the financial professionals at Madrona Financial Services. Call 844-MADRONA today or visit online at madronafinancial.com for your no-obligation review. You may qualify for an upfront bonus and even guaranteed income growth. While some annuities can help you protect your assets in a volatile market, having the wrong one could cost you thousands. Don't let this happen to you. So if you own an annuity or are thinking about buying one, call the professionals at Madrona Financial Services and they'll explain the different types of annuities, tax truths, what they'll mean to your spouse and heirs, and most of all, how they should fit into your overall portfolio. Call the professionals at Madrona Financial Services now for a no-obligation financial review and find out the truths about your annuities and how they should fit into your retirement income plan. The number to call is 844-MADRONA. That number again is 844-MADRONA or visit online at madronafinancial.com. 
Prosper with Madrona. You can't build a house with just one tool, and you can't plan for retirement without an integrated, comprehensive strategy. If you want to get more information on the Madrona bundle of services, call Madrona Financial Services at 844-MADRONA or go to madronafinancial.com. Now, back to more of Growing Your Wealth with Brian Evans. Welcome back to the show. I'm Brian Evans, CEO of Madrona Financial Services and Bauer Evans CPAs. In this segment, we're going to continue our discussion about the high cost of producing income in your portfolio. And Brian, you know, with interest rates on Treasury so low, let's talk about bonds. Couldn't you just buy them? Yeah, I mean, I, I was mentioning how much you would have to have in treasuries to produce a certain amount of cash flow. And it's an enormous amount because they're so low. But some people listening might be going, well, I wouldn't buy treasuries. I'm going to buy higher yielding bonds. And so you can buy a high yield bond fund. You can feel pretty good about that because they pay a lot more. But there's a cost to buying high yield because the other word for high yield is junk. Junk yeah. bonds mm-hmm. are also high yield bonds. Just like cute little bungalow means a house that's really too small to to live in, perhaps. Or, you know, peekaboo view means if you stand on the roof, you can see something in the distance. I actually looked at a house like that once. It showed a water view and I went to the top and all I could see is the trees. And and it occurred to me, I could see through the top of the tree that there was a mountain in the distance. And it occurred to me, they took those shots literally for standing on the roof. (laughs) So that was was your peekaboo view. All you got to do is risk your life and get up on the peak of that roof. (laughs) But back to the bond discussion, there are all kinds of different safety valves or, or measurements of bonds. There's the government bonds, there's AAA rated, which is the better rated ones and double A, single A, and then triple B. Well, those are considered investment quality. But once you get below that, double B and single B and triple C, these are definitely in the junk bond category, meaning the borrower, the corporation or the municipality or the country or whoever it is, is not in great financial shape. So if you you know lend money to a payer, it could be a corporation, a municipality, a government, and they're low rated, meaning their finances aren't that good, they, they didn't get a good rating, you may not get your money back. That's why they have to pay you a higher interest rate. That's the only way to entice you to invest in their bonds. So you say, well, that's fine. I'll just get, instead of getting 0.3 at the end of 2020 on a government bond, I'll go to a credit A and get 1%. Or maybe I'll get 3%. Oh, I found one at 3%. That's the average double B bond. Well, the problem with that bond is it's only paying 3.3% at the end of 2020, but they're a junk bond. So you're lending money to uh, suspect creditors and you're only getting a little bit of a premium. Now, if you want a really high bond yield, you can get 7.7 at the end of 2020 on a triple C rated bond. The problem is again, defaults. So once you factor in defaults, the difference between getting at the end of 2020 about 0.3 or 0.4 on AAA or government rated bonds and the net yield after defaults of those higher yielding things, you actually lose money in the triple C's and the single B's relative to that because your defaults are higher than your yield. So you have to be careful about chasing returns in the bond markets. There's a reason why certain bonds pay more. It's because they have higher defaults on average. So you got to be kind of lucky to get the right bond that, that doesn't default. And if you buy a group of bonds, sometimes that premium that you're getting is completely offset by defaults. 
Brian, you know, when you talk about risk-reward, I've heard that there is no reward without taking risk. Is it ever a good idea? Or let me put it this way, Brian, is there ever a circumstance where you want to take that sort of risk by buying something as low-rated as a triple C bond versus an A-rated bond? Well, I'd be pretty careful about that. I'm not too excited about that. I imagine there are circumstances. And again, if you're somebody that says, well, I am never going to spend my principal, so I have to have high income because that's just how I'm going to do it. That's how I was brought up. I was taught never to spend your principal, and that's what I'm going to do. But I need money to live on. Well, I guess you need a high-yield bond. Take your chances. You need to do that, okay? But again, I'm suggesting in the show today that you might take a little different approach. You might have other investments like the uh, fixed index annuities so you can know what your cash flow is going to be or the fixed index universal life or a real estate state component to your portfolio as a bond substitute so you can create that cash flow. You might have to take some of your principal out, have a plan for that. But if you did these other things well enough, you may not even need to pull it out of the market. So just kind of pointing out there's more to it than just I'm going to buy some high yield bonds and some high dividend stocks because high dividend stocks have their own risks associated with them. And we saw big pullbacks in high dividend stocks at different times over the last 20 years. So that's another area of concern. So have a proper plan, I guess, put together to take into account the high cost of producing cash flow in retirement. Brian, we talk about having a proper plan and, you know, you talk about the intricacies of bonds and, you know, A-rated, AAA rated. This is a lot to take in for the average investor, isn't it? Yeah, it is. There's a lifetime of learning and studying, you know, behind all of this. And, and I don't expect anybody listening right now to come in and go, yeah, I hear, heard your show and I understand exactly what you're talking about with <laughs> the nuances of every one of those products that you mentioned and how they would fit. I do not expect that. And I hope when I take my car and they don't expect, I would know the difference between a catalytic converter and a doohickey because I don't know the difference, but <laughs> I hope that they do. And in this case, you can come in and whichever advisor you're meeting with is not going to make you feel like you should know more than you know. You came in because you you knew something. You, you made your money. You, you worked hard and you have your profession. I don't know it. And perhaps you don't know mine and that's okay and uh, or ours and so that's okay and so that you, you're, you're safe to come in and ask all these questions and not understand what i'm talking about on the radio just make sure you think we understand what we're talking about on the radio <laughs> yeah and this is an educational show and i think over the last 310 shows we've demonstrated that the folks here at madrona financial certainly do know what they're talking about when a client comes in or a client calls to get that complimentary review if they've got five hundred thousand dollars or more do you prefer i know that you don't do all these reviews you've got a certainly a, a very competent staff of advisors here who do these reviews do you prefer that the client know a little bit about what they're coming in to talk about or that they know nothing and just leave it completely to you? Well, actually, it's not so much what I prefer. And I do look at the plans. Uh, I'm not doing the meetings necessarily, but I'm looking at the plans because we work in a, as a team. So one of the advisors will, will do the meetings. Uh, we have someone else prepare the plans and, and they're reviewed. And we have advisor, you know, we, we talk amongst ourselves on what to do with, with each plan. So that is a cer- certainly a team approach. Whether you know a lot or little or very little at all doesn't really matter. But we will spend the time to explain the topics in understandable terms. I don't have enough time on the radio to do a deep dive on any topic, but we're going to make sure that you understand what you're getting into. And it's not going to be one of those situations I hear all too often where, yeah, I've been with this advisor. They talk over my head. I don't know what they're talking about. 
they tell me don't worry about it, that they're smarter and all this stuff. I don't believe in that. I believe that a successful advisor-client relationship should start with uh, both understanding what it is and the pros and the cons, why you would not do it, why you would do it, where it fits. Does it make sense? Does it not make sense that these discussions are had before you move forward? Once again, if you're considering hiring a new financial advisor, you have at least $500,000 or more to invest. You would like that complimentary plan. The number to call 844-MADRONA. 844-MADRONA. Always, you can request your plan online as well too at madronafinancial.com. You're listening to Growing Your Wealth with Brian Evans. We'll take a break. Be right back with more of our show after this. Discussing the financial issues that matter most to you. We'll be right back with more Growing Your Wealth with Brian Evans. Time for today's edition of Growing Your Wealth, presented by Madrona Financial. Here's Brian Evans. I want to talk again about Jay Inslee's proposal to tax capital gains in the state of Washington, even though that is unconstitutional. I've read how they might try and use the courts to override the required vote of the people and the two-thirds majority of both houses of the legislature just to get this capital gains tax in. Once they've allowed a tax on net income to get in, a net income in the form of gains on capital assets, then it would be a very short time period before we'd have a small statewide income tax, a corporate tax, individual income tax. And once we have an income tax, what happens in all the states that have that, if you watch it over time, states like California, New York, that tax rate starts to grow. So someday we could have some of the highest taxes in the country in the form of one of the highest sales taxes in the country, the net income tax, capital gains tax, the high property taxes we have. Then throw on top of that the fact that our businesses have the, what's called the business and occupation tax, which isn't even a tax on net income. It's a tax on gross revenue. So just having money come in, whether you make a profit or not, a business has to pay the state business and occupation tax. We're the only state with that too. So we might see a situation where we have more taxes on the books and don't even get me started on the wealth tax proposals that I've heard or the head taxes that the Seattle City Council wants to impose. And once they did that, Amazon would never re-up a lease in Seattle. So we got a lot of issues with taxes coming up starting with capital gains. And that was Growing Your Wealth with Brian Evans. Madrona Financial. Investments, retirement, taxes, and legacy. Madronafinancial.com. Get your free copy of Brian's latest book, The Complete Book of Retirement. It covers everything from the basics of retirement planning to passive real estate investing. Arm yourself with information and take control of your retirement. Call Madrona Financial Services today at 844-MADRONA for your free copy or visit madronafinancial.com. Do you ever worry if your CPA and financial advisor are on the same page? You won't have to if you call Madrona Financial Services at 844-MADRONA or visit them at madronafinancial.com. Now, back to Growing Your Wealth with Brian Evans. Welcome back to the show. I'm Brian Evans, CEO of Madrona Financial Services and Bauer Evans CPAs. In this segment, we're going to be talking about annual returns over the last 41 years and also talk about how much the market went down during those years. And Brian, I have learned one thing since uh, I've been working with you over these past 310 shows, and that is to stay in your own lane. You get all of this information here that is mind-boggling to take a look at, because of course, I didn't spend those days in the beach reading this sort of information that you did, so I don't have your knowledge. So I'm going to let you interpret this. I have a graph in front of me that is titled Equities, Annual Returns in Intra-Year Declines. So can you elaborate or sort of bring this to life? for our radio listeners what this really means. Yeah, yeah. I'm going to talk uh, this very intricate graph through on the radio, do my best to, to do that. 
that no one else can see. But I think it's a very important topic because I have a lot of people that, you know, the markets were up and they're up, they're up. And then, no, oh, in February, tech stocks took a took a break from going up. They went down and people are saying, oh, is this is this it? Should we be getting out? Should you know all of this? And, and they're all panicking and kind of worrying about the volatility of the market. So I looked at this graph and it has 41 years and there's two two points in every year. One point is where the market ended up for the year. What did the S&P 500 do for the year? The other point is, what was its low point during the year? So one of the things that, that I thought was interesting, because people think that markets should go up, and they do over time. And so, but I thought it was interesting that out of 41 years, when I looked at the number of years, I added them up, uh, all of the years where the market didn't go negative during the year, it was stayed in positive territory the entire year. That, that number totaled a zero. <laughs> there was never a year in the last 41 where the market didn't go negative. Hmm. And so you might be thinking, well, yeah, okay, maybe it went negative at some point in January, February, March, but maybe just a little bit. But then it ended up, you know, going up 15, 20% that year. And that may have occurred. But then I went and saw, okay, what was the average of the low points during those 41 years? Uh, was it just a couple percent? Was it more? Actually, it was 14. Hmm. So the average year in the last 41, your stock market, S&P 500, at some point during the year, half the time did at least a negative 14% dip sometime during that year on average. <laughs> so if you're someone that says, well, I can't really handle more than a 10% drop, don't be in the market because it did that more than about 25 years out of the last 41. Now, what's also interesting, now you're going, well, why would I ever be in the market? If it goes negative every single year, it goes negative double digits most of the time. Uh, it averages 14 on the downside. Why would I invest in the market? Well, because in the last 41 years, 31 of those years, the market was positive. Only 10 out of the last 41 years did the market end up the year at a loss. But all 41 years, it went into the loss category at some point during the year. So, Brian, this is a 41-year span. And as you said, 14.3%, the annual negative in any one year, but the market overall up 31 out of 41 years. What is the takeaway from this? I don't have 41 years in the market. I've got maybe 10, 15 <laughs> years. What does this mean for me? Yeah, what it means for, for you is, and you know, I just looked at another thing, how many years did the market end up negative and how many did it end up higher by more than 20%? And the higher by more than 20% was more years than it went negative. Wow. Uh, what this means is over time, the markets are great if you have time and you're not having to pull money out of that, uh, depending on your timing on that. Over time, they've been great. Because if we go back 41 years, I imagine the Dow was probably, I don't know, 3,000. Now it's 30,000. So it went up tenfold. And you say, wow, the markets are great. But again, they go negative. So if you can't stomach a big decline intra-year on your accounts and you're freaking out and you think, oh, I should have known, I should have known when to come out and when to go back in, that's impossible to do. You can't do that consistently. No study has ever said that anybody knows how to market time. Otherwise, everybody would do it. 
And so you have to be someone that's okay leaving your money there. And sometimes you have to leave it there a long time. Like think of the decade of starting in 2000. Stock market investing is long term. Long term, it can pay off quite well if you do, you know, if you buy in the, the indexes and, and, and leave them there, it can do long term uh, quite well. But in the short term, it can do quite poorly. Just know that that is part of the deal. You can't just have the upside with no downside and capture most of the upside. You know, fixed index annuities actually offer no downside and only a, the upside part, but they only offer a fraction of the upside. So that if you do need that uh, protection from downside, well, let's start talking fixed index annuities. We can have that discussion. But if you want the maximum upside, you have to take the downside with it and count on it that you're going to go negative at some point during the year. Brian, you said the stock market is for the long term. And as you just said there, you've got to take the downs with the ups. Well, if I've got 40 years, it's one thing. But let's say I'm 65 now and I'm getting ready to retire. I mean, is the stock market any place for me to be considering that you got to take the downs with the ups? Well, as we mentioned earlier in the show, if your cash flow is handled through the FIULs and the fixed index annuities and the real estate and different, you know, your pension, Social Security, everything, then uh, yeah, I would I would suggest that most people would want a portion of their investments in the stock market. Now, what that portion is is it ninety eight percent? Is it you know thirty five percent? That's a discussion to be had individually. Uh, but that is why a lot of my retired clients have fixed index annuities in their portfolio. They want some some uh, part of their portfolio in something that can't go down uh, based on market value and that can create cash flow for life. So these are two things they want is, is to take out risk. They want some security and they want some cash flow. Well, I can't think of anything better than an FIUL or an FIA, the fixed index annuities, to do that. And so that can be a, a very important component, uh, but it doesn't mean that I tell them to put all their money in that. I've never done that, in fact. I've never said, put all your money into an annuity. I think that's, that's not right either. And so there will be some trade. Uh, you know, again, the best portfolios I see have a little bit of everything. They have stock markets. They have real estate. They have uh, life insurance as an asset. They have annuities for cash flow for life. They properly done their social security analysis, all of that stuff. So I think all of that working together is the right answer. Brian, when you plan for income, I mean, people want to make sure they've got enough money to meet their basic expenses. And you do that, as you said, with FIULs and with fixed index annuities, that sort of thing. Does the stock market really play a role in providing income for somebody for basic necessities? It's not so much the income aspect. It's actually sometimes you're going to have to draw down some of your stock market investments. And so there might be a period of time you're waiting because you're waiting to turn on your pension, your Social Security and your annuity. And you retired and you got, you know, several years where you got to fund it from other sources uh, until you get there and you have that higher cash flow guaranteed for life. And so sometimes we'll we'll carve out a piece of the stock market investment and say, we're going to spend some of this principal. And maybe we go more conservative with that piece because we're going to spend it. We're going to take it out of the market. We don't want it at full risk while, while we know we're going to be taking it out in the, in the few years to come. So, yeah, we, we might use a component of your stock market as the, the, the gap 
to get to where you can have those higher cash flows from your investment plan. Brian, in this chart that encompasses 41 years, as you said, uh, drops a 14.3%, but 31 out of the 41 years, the stock market has been up. This is over 41 years from 1980 until 2021. Can we take anything from this chart? 31 up out of 41 years, can we take anything from this chart that would give us any indication as to what we can expect moving forward from here, let's say for the next 10 years? Um, well, that's a that's a loaded question there because we don't know what the next 10 years is gonna be, but any historical chart would say markets go up over time. Again, I think you know probably at the beginning, 1980, I, I don't know this, but the Dow was certainly, gosh, it might've been in the one, two, 3,000 range. I didn't look it up. Uh, but now it's you know over 30,000. And so we do see that markets go up because companies make money over time. As they make money, they're worth more. And they have more money to produce uh, share buybacks and dividend distributions, although there hasn't been a lot of focus on high dividend distributions for most publicly traded companies for some reason. Uh, but uh, yeah, we again, we if you're invested during this time period, you did great. <laughs> I don't care if you bought stocks in 1980, if you bought real estate in 1980, if you maybe started a business in 1980, you're probably a lot better off now financially than you ever thought you would be. Because uh, investing is can be a very good thing long term, as people listening to this show can attest to. And so I guess that's the bottom line. You know, make sure you're investing and, and, and maybe don't run scared. Don't put all your money into 10-year treasuries or German bonds that pay negative yields or whatever. There might be an alternative that's right for you. That depends on it. That's why we offer the plans uh, so we can look at that and help you determine whether a, a shift is due in your portfolio. And Brian, we talk about these plans all the time for people who have $500,000 or more to invest and they're looking to maybe change financial advisors. Let's talk just very briefly here in the last couple of minutes we have on this show. What happens when someone calls 844-MADRONA? What can they expect insofar as uh, you know getting that plan? Yeah, they'll get a, a four-page questionnaire, and we'll just need some basics on that, and then we'll produce a plan, uh, maybe some back and forth, a couple of questions to resolve. And then we put the, the plan together. Uh, I take a look at it and come up with some, some thoughts, and the advisor uh, assigned to it also does the same, and we talk about that. And then uh, we have a meeting, and that meeting is, is really to go over a couple things. One is whatever questions you have. Maybe they were brought out in the questionnaire. We might have some comments and questions that, that came up. Uh, some opportunities, and we'll have some education. Okay, these are the different products or, or solutions you might consider and why you might consider them and pros and cons. So it's really a, it's, it's the prospect client's time. It's their time to, to find out what they can from us and and we'll talk about some of it. We're, you know, we're not going to have recommendations the first day. We'll have you know maybe something put out there. Just say, okay, here's a starting point. These are some things you might consider in this thing. Uh, so we'll go from there. But it's not a, a sales presentation. It's an education presentation and uh, analysis and, and a time to ask and questions and get answers. 
And it's a little time for the client. It's a lot of time for you folks at Madrona Financial. But once again, you don't charge for this whatsoever. If you have $500,000 or more to invest, you're looking to maybe switch financial advisors, you'd like that plan. Again, that number to call is 844-MADRONA, 844-M-A-D-R-O-N-A, or online, request your plan at madronafinancial.com. Brian, once again, we're out of time for this week for Growing Your Wealth. I want to thank everyone for listening to us. Go out, have a great weekend, won't you? We'll talk to you again next week with another edition of Growing Your Wealth. Looking for the right place to turn for financial guidance? Call Brian Evans, CEO of Madrona Financial Services today at 1-844-MADRONA. That's 1-844-MADRONA. Or visit him online at madronafinancial.com. This is Brian Evans, founder of Madrona Financial Services and Bauer Evans CPA and host of the Growing Your Wealth radio show. If you're close to or in retirement and don't have a tax plan, get one. It could mean hundreds of thousands of dollars throughout your retirement. Our country has been spending like never before, and that tax bill is coming. At Madrona Financial Services, we help build tax strategies into retirement and investment plans designed for you to help keep more of your gains. Take action and call us at 844-MADRONA to schedule a retirement tax analysis today. That's 844-MADRONA. After World War II, taxes reached 90% and were as high as 70% in the 80s. Don't be caught off guard. You can retire right and on your terms. Call to schedule a virtual or in-person review. Our number is 844-MADRONA. That's 844-M-A-D-R-O-N-A. Or visit us online at madronafinancial.com. That's madronafinancial.com. Don't let the health crisis that began in 2020 become a wealth crisis for you in your retirement. Times like these require a plan and people you can trust by your side. Brian Evans of Madrona Financial Services has been helping retirees navigate through changing times for more than 30 years. If you're not 100% certain that your current plan is equipped to handle times like these, call Madrona Financial Services right now and Brian will meet with you personally. The number is 844-MADRONA. That's 844-MADRONA. But spaces are limited, so call now. The pandemic could likely affect your taxes, social security, your investments, your health care, and a lot more. So now isn't the time for guesswork. Call Madrona Financial Services at 844-MADRONA. A sound strategy and a team by your side could add hundreds of thousands of dollars or more over your retirement. Call 844-MADRONA right now. That's 844-MADRONA. Or visit online at madronafinancial.com. That's M-A-D-R-O-N-A financial.com.